It's Friday night, everybody. You know what that means. It's Friday night. Let's have some fun. Let's get together and play a ton. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Matt. And we're Friday Night Games. We're two board game enthusiasts who want to immerse you in our love of the hobby. But today we are going to talk about a little something different that I think needs to be talked about. Right. We're going to get a little bit more serious today and more open. Yeah. So usually in our podcast, we have you know some pretty detailed notes that we follow, keep it, keep it structured for us. But this topic is a little close to heart. So I was kind of hoping to have more of an organic conversation with Matthew tonight. I'm going to talk about mental health and how board games help. So that's really interesting because October 10th of this year, which is 2020 is world mental health day yeah. and that's also uh someone's birthday yeah it was my 36th birthday on october 10th it was actually a super awesome day for me to kind of reflect you know i like i like not not taking new year's as the as the time to reflect on what my current year i usually do that on my birthday and i always look to see if how i've grown as a husband a father you know, obviously my own person. And the past couple of years, I've been doing a lot of like checking in, you know, to really make sure that my mental health was in check. And this year, I mean, with everybody, you know, 2020 was hard with everything going on, but I had a hard year. I had a hard time with a lot of, a lot of things going on in my life. And that's what my birthday was for, right? Just really reflecting and, you know, how, where can I go from here? Because obviously I don't like being in a state of, anxiety or you know suffering from depression all the time i mean it, it comes in waves for me but when it comes it's like super hard can i ask you a question yes when when did these mental health feelings really start for you probably i want to say about six years ago before you get into like the six years ago was there like another time like mm-hmm. like did you ever feel like I know what you're going to say. Six years ago, this is when it started. But like before that, was there any like onset things that might have come to you that are similar, but like maybe you shrugged off because you're younger with less less issues in your in your world? Not that I can like pinpoint. Like I'm sure. Well, the problem is, right? So you growing up, at least when we grew up, mental health was never really talked about. I don't remember talking about it as a kid in, in school or as part of our like whatever family studies or whatever it was. It was always just like fully alive. Fully alive. <laughs> <laughs> Those stupid books. Yes. Yeah, I don't I don't remember like specifically talking about mental health. Maybe, I don't know. It, it, it was it could know, be the school we went to. I will admit though, like the um kind of slightly off topic, but those fully alive books were actually very good. Yeah. Um. I. I. For some weird reason, paid a lot of attention in those classes, and as an adult, they really helped me like figure myself out through scenarios and stuff like that. Yeah. And I do agree, there was nothing that ever had anything to do with mental health, but that might be because a lot of mental health issues were more not out in the open. Right. Even though people had them, they may not have known how to handle them. So just as a quick example, so mental health issues, severe to minor, all are all in my family. And a relative had basically depression and didn't know it and didn't know how to like really handle it. And then was too afraid to go tell anyone because at that time they would just tell you to like suck it up. Right. Be a man or whatever. Or you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I don't remember like anything as a child or in my like early teens, anything specifically happening. I can pinpoint like when I started feeling like, okay, like I have an issue and it's not just like, 
it's not just like a one a one off thing. If if I go back six years six years ago, like a lot of change was going on in my life, right? So I got married uh, immediately after I got married. I moved to Toronto, so I left like all my family, all my friends. You know, I was in you know in a band doing music, and you know just left all that and moved to Toronto uh, with my wife because that's where uh, she was working, and so I you know just her and I alone. I had no friends up there really. And I had to start at a new store for my job. So I had to get to know like 20 people super quick. And that's, that's hard, right? Like just all this change all at once. And then, you know, my job is a fast paced retail job. And, you know, sometimes goal set for, you know, being in, in the management position and goal set for us are, are I don't want to say unrealistic, but if they're not met, you know, you have to plan for why. And then, you know, the, the boss that I had at the time, there was no wiggle room for error, right? So if it's like not 100% perfect, the moment something's executed, you're the worst employee on the planet. And they made you they made you feel that. And during all of this, and I remember, like, I, I remember that the first time I had a panic, I got uh, an anxiety panic attack was I, I had made a plan to do something, uh, change, change the way we did one of the roles in, in, in my, in my job. And my, my boss came like the second day I had rolled it out or second or third day. And I wasn't there. It was my day off and they weren't doing it right. Right. Like they're still trying to figure everything out. And they called me and just like reamed me out over the phone, like screaming at me on the phone. And my wife's like looking, we were at chapters at the bookstore. Like I, I, chapters is a <laughs> Canadian Barnes and Noble. Yeah. <laughs> and my wife's looking at me and she's like, she's like mouthing like WTF like, to me. What's going right? on here? Yeah. I'm just so like, yelling. so, and I went home. I was shopping at chapters. I don't work for chapters. So I went home that day. And I literally sat on my staircase, just rocking back and forth, like super tight. Like I remember like my back, head, neck, like it felt like I had whiplash after like, and it was right around the time as well that I found out that we were expecting my kid, my first kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all within like two years of getting married, all this change happened and it was just like super stressful for me and I don't, I don't know if that just like clicked something in my brain like I, I know your like what happened to you is different than say the the genetic problems that happened to my family but there is a there's a similarity there the two instances in my family actually there's there's extended family also there they're all stress related yeah every single one is stress related one was the person was doing a lot of research and had high really high academic marks and then had pressure to do well and then that person ended up kind of feeling that same pressure and kind Kind of almost like part of your brain breaks because it can't handle all the processing. Yeah. I'm, I'm a computer guy, so this is how I talk. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like your brain is a computer and, and it just all your mental capacity is going towards solving like three problems at once, but really you can only solve one. And therefore, it's like your processor's over processing and just breaks. Right. You can actually feel stress when you study. I don't know if anyone ever had this but I, I feel it personally when I study I could put all my focus just on studying and then everything else just I just become like I become dumb like socially <laughs> I become dumb like other things but I could focus on what I'm material is and that's all I can do in fact everything like my driving suffers I know this because I once had an exam and I almost got in a car accident because I was just totally <laughs> focusing on my studies but I think when you try to like split that and that comes with what they call stress which is just external forces giving you other orders. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you you could break. Yeah. Right? And and for me, I it's it's hard for me to focus on like what's actually happening 
we'll get into it a little bit later about what anxiety is and everything but i just really lose focus on what's actually happening and i just like i want to be alone put me in a dark room you know or a bathtub you know something where i can feel safe on my own lights off i want i don't want to hear noise nothing so that i can just like try to focus on like just myself and not have to worry about that unknown that my brain is like going to right like so my boss is angry i'm gonna lose my job or my wife's mad at me like we're gonna get a divorce or you know like it's always worst case scenario for my brain right and then when i go to think about it matt Matt made me edit those videos and now my marriage is gone (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) you know and i'm sure like in my family there's obviously some sort like looking back looking there's obviously mental health issues in my family but no one's ever talked about it and even to this day like i you know my my i don't don't know if my parents listen to this but my my dad called my sister my dad you know just had like a medical procedure done he called my sister up to talk and he was all nervous about it obviously because he's having a major surgery and he's like goes to my sister he's like you don't know what anxiety is and he's like you've never experienced what i experience and my sister's like you haven't experienced what i experience right like we're two different people anxiety shows up differently for you than it does for me and like you know, he always just put it as like, so clearly, this is his problem. You've never had it. So, so clearly like, anxiety happens to your your side of the family. Yeah, right. And Even all your poor mom's like, I don't know what I... She actually doesn't know what anxiety is. She's just looking at you guys like, hmm. No, my mom's probably the worst. Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> Speaking of dads, I guess we can segue in, <laughs> into this. Um, we had a, the opportunity to talk with another podcast and be featured on their podcast. So Jose De La Roca from Dad Without a Dad runs a podcast about, you know, trying to be a great parent to his child. I think he has a son when he didn't have that support when he was a kid. So he didn't have a, his dad left when he was a kid. So we asked him what how he deals with his mental health or handles his mental health being a father. He had a very good answer about what anxiety meant to him yeah. <laughs> and how he got it. So yeah. you should we should listen into that. All right. Here it is. So joining us for this very special interview is Jose De La Roca from Dad Without a Dad. It's a podcast. Do you want to fill us in on that, Jose? Yeah, so basically everything started because I wanted to promote a book, a book that I wrote, How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. And my partner and I, he lives in England and I live here in LA. And then we just decided to start a podcast because he also didn't have a dad growing up. And we basically, the book didn't do well, but the podcast did because there's a lot of dads out there who didn't have a dad growing up. And now we just share our stories how, you know, you don't have to be like your dad, whatever it happens, but you could break that cycle and become a good dad. Very cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So with you being a dad, can you tell me about any time where you had to deal with your mental health or or how you exercise your mind so that you can deal with that as best as you can because it's tough oh man like in 15 minutes the funny thing is like you guys didn't know how crazy i am uh (laughs) uh, so world mental health was a big day for me too because i have struggled with alcoholism i didn't have that growing up i didn't want to have kids when i was younger till the day i became a dad i still didn't want to have kids or till the day i knew i was going to be a dad i didn't want to have kids when i got the notice that i was going to be a dad though it was an interesting situation because you know you would think that me having problems mentally and struggling with my childhood and not wanting 
to have kids, when they told me my girlfriend was pregnant, my first thought was, I need to be better. I need to work more. I need to make more money. I need to get healthier. I need to lose some weight. So that was interesting for me to find out later on that instead of saying I'm out or I'm not going to be there or have an abortion, that those were not my thoughts, right? So it was like, how can I be better? But mentally, Mental health is very important for all of us, right? When I told everybody about my mental health problems, I'm not afraid like you're doing it to talk about them because I prefer to talk about them and not have them bottled in and express them differently. I prefer to tell people that it's okay to have mental problems, too. It's okay to have stress. It's okay to not want to have some family time today or, you know, not like your kids at the moment. I mean, I don't know your personal life. But for me, like, I want to be the best dad I can because I didn't have a dad. So that's a lot of pressure for me. So every time, for example, doing a podcast and it's taking forever, and then I'm thinking I'm a piece of shit dad because I'm not spending those 15 minutes with my son. Or even today, I was just reflecting how everything that I been doing is not working and I'm a piece of shit, right? And it's okay to have those thoughts. It's okay to have those feelings. And I think the best way to handle things is to know that you have them, right? Is mm-hmm. I think the best way is to actually understand yourself and don't be afraid to be weird. Don't be afraid to not wanting to play with your kid today and not, you know, not be afraid of failing. I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with panic attacks. I struggle with alcoholism to this day i i'm always worried i struggle with i used to shake all the time and that's probably something mentally that i have and that's one of the reasons i do a podcast so i could talk to people right because i'm able to express myself so the only way i could handle this is that understand that i have those and it's better to understand them and deal with them than not right so the way i deal with with them is that I express those to my my girlfriend, wife, whatever you want to call it. I express that to my son too. I tell him sometimes I don't want you to stress out because I don't want you to be like me. I express people how I'm doing things because I just want to be better. And I exercise, I eat better. And, you know, it's better to tell people that you're a little bit crazy than not to show it, right? Right. And that's what the best part about, you know, creating this content that we do. Part part of it for me is that it helps with my mental health, right? So when I have that creative expression, it's it's taking my mind off every, all the outside forces that are pushing in on me. And I can I can use my creativity to help with my brain and my cognition to think about other things other than, you know, what's that unknown that's that's bothering me when I can. And it really helps me narrow in and focus on the now rather rather than worry about what's going to happen or, you know, who's thinking of me this way or whatever. And and like you said, too, like I, you know, when we were talking about our podcast, I can hear like my kids in, in the background. I'm like, and so I text my wife. I'm like, hey, I don't know when I'm going to be done. So just giving you a heads up. <laughs> and, you know, because I'm worried, too. Like, I, you know, I, I want to be out there playing with my kids. I can hear that they're having fun, but I, I get it. I struggle with it hard. And I, this, this past couple, this past week or two, I don't know what it is, but I've, I, I've been having a rough go and it's it's hard to cope most days. Anyone that can can get through it easy, the power to you because i i'm i i am not and i cannot but this this helps so i don't know if 
you, like does, you said, you know, doing the podcast helps you because you like to talk and talk to people and you're not afraid to talk to people about mental health, which is nice. I am. This is very uncomfortable for me. I'm not going to lie, but I felt like this was something I wanted to do and had to do to help me overcome my anxiety and depression. Do you think that, and this is a question both of you, talking about it really helps you get over it or get through it? I guess you're never going to get over it, but does it help you get through it? Do you think? Like letting people know that you have it or letting, you know, people know, hey, I'm not having a good day today. I think it helps me in a way that for, for people to understand me, you know, not not because it's an excuse or, hey, uh, it's just, you know, unfortunately, I didn't have a good childhood. And whether I link it to my mental health, I mean, I'm not a doctor. I'm pretty sure it affected me, you know, uh, so many things that why well, I'm always worried. Why, like, uh, like John said, it's incredible that you said that because I can never focus in the present. I'm always thinking of the future. How am I going to pay this? I made this dumb move. It's going to affect me later on. I made a dumb move three years ago. Is it going to affect my son? Yeah. Uh, it's just stupid things that it goes through your mind and it affects you the way you live. So the way I do it is that it's better to tell people, hey, I'm not feeling well. And also, everybody has to understand that not because we're expressing that we have mental health. Everybody is going through a lot, especially now. And, mm -hmm. you know, like Matt, if you have a simple problem compared to us, it's not simple because it's your problem. It's a big problem. Only because that affects you at a minimal compared to us, it doesn't mean that it's not minimal. It's still your problem, you know? So everybody should know that it's okay, especially now. Right now, there's no hope anywhere. So the only hope <laughs> you could create is your own and pass it down to your loved ones, right? Right. I'm going to answer your question for me, Matt. I think it helps. I always, you know, especially at work, you know, I work with the public and I have a team of people that work for me. I need to let them know if I'm not feeling it today and if I'm acting off, uh, if I'm off, then they they have a right to know that I'm not going to be like 100% that day because I'm as their leader, I should be 100%. But that's a lot of pressure every day to constantly be 100% and then carry the weight of anything going on with them as well. So I always I'm always pretty honest. And then even on, you know, Friday night, you guys could tell that something was was wrong when I was there. And I just, you know, I was hoping and honest with what was going on with you guys. So I'm I'm pretty honest with it. And it helps me just be like, okay, let's cut this this tension in the air. You know, this is what's going on. So I also I also feel like just talking about it helps kind of like bring people together in a way. So mental health is in my family too. Bringing it out and talking about it to your friends and close relatives and stuff, like that's important because then it could help other people. So for instance, me bringing it up casually in like a party setting actually brought someone else to me to talk to me about it, about, you know, how it affected my family and stuff. And I found out that they, they had it and how they, you know, how they got, not that how they got through it, but how they were dealing with it or how they could deal with it at a high level and you wouldn't know, you know, and those things are important because, you know, someone who might have it might not have those answers. They might be afraid to go to a doctor or to get the help that they actually need, you know? So sometimes I think the communication thing is super important to help people kind of realize that, yeah, all these things are real. Everyone experiences problems and it's important to, you know, maybe someone has good insight or good tips that can help each other out. Like it sounds like the both of you have similar anxiety problems and your tips could actually, you know, kind of help each other out, try and get through those things. But people are afraid to say anything because there's a huge stigma against it. My tip is breathe. It's incredible. You hear this all the time and it sounds cliche, but has to be the best 
ever. For example, and what look, sometimes I feel weird telling my even my family, my son and my hey, I just need to go meditate. That word sometimes has a stigma, right? Like, oh look at this guy. He's going to meditate. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Who cares, right? It's actually it it works for me. Just a simple yeah. breathing exercises is going to calm your, you know, nerves. So for me it's all about nerves. So I need to exercise to relax and I need to, you know, breathe. It's just a simple breathing and if you think it, it's corny or whatever, that's fine. I'm not here to help you out like I'm just telling you what works for me. Maybe could work for you you know and i don't mean you as you john i just mean you as whoever's listening right right yeah i mean it's the same for me like breathe like I, you said too breathing is a huge thing for me and there'll be times if like you know there were the uh, about a week ago you know i was having a really bad panic attack and my kids were playing with their toys and they were like clanking together and just the noise of these these toys clanking together it felt like someone was like driving nails into my brain and i just could not for the life of me handle it and i was like curled up in onto my couch like in the blanket like rocking back and forth just like can't sleep clouds elite me type thing and uh so i just got up and i went into my bedroom i shut the light off i closed the door and my wife was like hey just like give dad like five minutes ten minutes and you know i was able to calm down after that but like it's it's tough some days matt have you ever had a panic attack do you know what a panic attack is i actually i i, I don't know i so, have no idea so, so. Uh, another good thing that john has is that he knows he has it right it took me three years to know that i was having panic attacks now i kind of know where they're coming and i don't have them i mean more because now i know it's just a thing and i'm not saying i'm better than people who still suffer or anything i'm just saying that i could control it just the same way i just said i'm going to stop drinking one day and i quit and that's it right but i'll tell you a story so i was having panic attacks because i was a lot of stress i was uh, on the number one morning show in america i used to drink a lot blah blah blah, blah. i went I took a girl on a date, my first date ever. And then I felt a little weird already. We went and saw Avatar. I was all the way on the front and it was one of those 3D ones. So I had to be looking at the screen all the way up and I felt something coming up and I told her, excuse me, let me go to the restroom. And then I had a panic attack for two hours. My panic attacks trigger by me thinking I'm going to die because that's my biggest fear is dying. So if I have a pain chest, guess what? I'm having a heart attack. A heart attack is going to say that I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then that's your trigger and you have a panic attack. And I was there for two hours and I called my friend who helped me go through it. And then I never went back and never saw the girl again <laughs> because I didn't oh. want to go tell her, hey, I just had a panic attack in the restroom in the movie theater. I was going to say, actually, it's a good thing it's like a five hour movie, right? Because when you, <laughs> No, I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's terrible, right? That'd be like a terrible experience. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what it'd feel like, but I'm sure that sounds terrible. No, I was so. just asking because, you know, it's one of those things that I think is a trigger and then the trigger makes it into a panic attack. And my trigger is like, you're going to die. Mm. And after that, I'm gone. Yeah. That's tough. I don't know what was going on with me that day with my kids, but it was like their toys just clinkety clanking away. I was not having any part of it. I mean, I can joke about it now because it's done and over with. But in the moment, oh, man. Yeah, so. Another thing that sucks kind of related to you is like I'm an audio guy. I can't understand lyrics. I cannot remember lyrics, but I could hear one note and I know exactly what song it is. I'm an audio guy. Like when we started this, I told you guys do this and stuff like that. <laughs> so I hear everything, like everything. And I had to explain that to my girlfriend when we, we started meeting that. It's not that I was eavesdropping. I could hear everything happening, like literally everything. A bird could be 
tripping down the street, I could hear it. like stuff like that. So it triggers you too, you know. Cool. That thanks for your insight. I mean, I know mental health and anxiety and stuff is is hard to talk about and talk on a especially a public forum. But I appreciate your insight because it's tough and a lot of people struggle with it, don't know how to to deal with it. If anything, I hope this helps shed a little bit of light and helps at least one person. So Jose, uh, where can everyone find you at? Oh, you could find me at Mr. Jose de la Roca. That is Mr. Jose de la Roca. <laughs> and my podcast is Dad Without a Dad. And you know, like it helps because I always tell people that if I was able to go through this, so can you, you know, like if this short, weird Guatemalan guy can do it, anybody could do it. And it's better to speak about it than just to hide it. Perfect. Absolutely. Thank All you right. for being on. Yeah. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Awesome. So we want to thank Jose again for being part of our podcast and then check out his podcast, Dad Without a Dad. You can check it on all major streaming platforms. So I wanted to take some time to like define what anxiety actually is. It's a feeling of worry, nervousness, and unease, typically about the imminent event or something that has an uncertain outcome. So I don't know that when I'm when I'm having my anxiety attack, panic attacks, this is where I live. This is my headspace. And it's very hard to navigate. So I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like this, Matt, or... You know, so with the problems that are in my family, I'll, I'll say this. When I was young, I a little bit more stubborn and, and I wasn't as open to this. To this. But, but I can understand like from people in my family who have all these problems you just it gets in your head and you can't let it go it's almost like an obsession yeah it almost becomes like an obsession like you just can't let it go why can i do that i actually have no idea it's just my brain is wired slightly differently right so i can do that don't get me wrong i do you know i have been in very stressful situations and i think i've encountered a form of anxiety but i think i just kind of block it out and work which is probably the worst thing you could do (laughs) but that's what i do shove it away for a later date yeah just like whatever let's we let's I kind of like turn into a different gear. I don't know. It's weird. It's just not a. It's not a good thing. I can tell you that right now. It's not a good thing. And actually, I actually feel like I age like like years. It's like I've been in like like Goku in a time portal and I just like come <laughs> out like five years older. Well, part of that, I guess, maybe that's just your flight or fight response. I fight, right? I'm a fighter. Or are you fighting it? No, I'm a fighter. I fight. You're tossing it away. No, no, I fight because the stress. I'll fight through it, <laughs> and I I become a jerk. Yeah. I actually become a jerk. Like even through some stress, I've been in work conditions. I actually become a jerk. Like yeah. people, I I'm like super snippy at. I probably shouldn't be. They're like my boss's boss's <laughs> boss. And I'm like, you do it. <laughs> I'm surprised I'm not fired. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, not you're good. working from home, so I mean, it's probably a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> Just turn it off. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when I'm in that that state, you know, of constant worry, you know, I'm I'm I I cannot. I stutter. That's what I. That's my my main thing. So if you hear me like stuttering a lot, I'm I'm not well, in the, in mentally that day. You know, I'll still show up to where you know here if I need to and whatever. But tell um, me what Kevin did to you. <laughs> he called the cops on me when I was a kid, <laughs> prank calling his house. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so when I'm unable to enjoy what's in front of me, like I have this overbearing sense of that fight or flight response, right? Like you know your brain, your brain's wired to protect you. Right. So, you know, and that, that, that response triggers like your amygdala is just like trying to figure out what you got to do. That's the hardest part. And that's, I just, I felt for the longest time, like that's where my brain was most of the day and burnout for everything happened really quickly for me. So, you know, like I'm a creative person, right? So I, I draw, I make music, you know, now we're doing this. 
and I've, and I noticed throughout the years, like I no longer practice drawing, you know, I, I haven't practiced music in a long time. I'm getting back into it now, but it's, but I tell you this all the time. Like if something's not hundred percent perfect, I just like crumple it up, throw it away. Yeah. And I, I think that that is like a, that's like a flight response. Yeah. Cause think about it. Like let's, let's go into something that happened very recently. Like myself and yourself, we did, <laughs> we did videos together. Yeah. No, um, that sounds weird. <laughs> we make videos together. together. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we, well, we we have all those lights in the other room with yeah. a bunch of cameras at different angles, and then we make a bunch of videos. Yeah. Well, we did yeah. a review for uh, a company. Yeah, we did a review for a game called Lost Ones. So Later, two weeks ago, so. they successfully ran their Kickstarter campaign. <laughs> so congratulations to them. But we did we did a video for them, which was our first video review probably our, our probably our, our first own. real video yeah we've been launching our, our streams but they're not they're just whatever we put out yeah <laughs> this was one where we actually like had to sit practice edit and stuff like that and it was hard it was, it was hard. a learning curve for um, me um, and when, when we did this you know I, I i mean it's my fault i agreed i'm like hey let's do a video and i'm like this is gonna be hard but it'll, maybe it'll push us to some sort of creative side yeah. right and you you decided you're gonna take most of it on at some point you're like i'm gonna do for it for whatever reason but yeah, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know i offered i tried to there was a small communication breakdown i'm not always good at communicating that i'm there to help yeah, I'm. I, I'll just say like, "Hey, I'm there for you if you need." Pass me some work, but really, what I'm trying to say is, let's do this together. I have ideas. You have ideas. We our ideas should come together. I think the problem is we just can't always be together to do it, and it's hard to communicate that, that over the internet. I yeah, suppose. Yeah, any texting or whatever. It always I always come off as a jerk in my text because I'm just so <laughs> blunt. I'm just so blunt. I'm like, get thing done, and then you're like, <laughs> what is Matt mad? I'm like, no, I'm no. Just, just that's how I type. No. <laughs> but um, your your texts don't don't phase me. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, you know me a long time by now. <laughs> but anyway, so you, you took on that that role and, and you did the videos and then you passed it back to me. Yeah. And I didn't handle it properly. I basically redid a lot of the work. Yeah. Right. Not everything. I kept a lot of stuff in. And that's tough, right? So what went through your mind? Because I know you were stressed out about it. I, I could tell. You well, obviously yeah. Were talking so about it. I think, I don't think the, the creating of the video was stressful. What was, was I had like filmed some B roll stuff for it and I was having a hard time transferring that from like my device that I recorded it onto the computer. And that was super frustrating because it took me like a day to figure out how to do that. And like my time, like I don't want to say like my time is like the most important thing in the world, but like oh, I, it is. I, I, you're, I, well, you're on vacation. Yeah, I was week. on vacation so for work. I'm taking away vacation, but I, that wasn't the issue. But it was just like, no, I've got two kids. I got my right. wife who's also on vacation, and I'm just like, hey, I gotta spend this day doing this. And she was like, the hell? And then we had like the interview. So like, you know, the Friday night games took up a lot of my time last week, which is fine. But it was just like pressure to get it done quickly. And it was just stressing me out that I couldn't get those those files transferred over properly. And I had to do it. It was like a back, backwards way to do it. And then when I gave it to you and it came back, I was like, where the hell is all this <laughs> shit I freaking film? And I was like, whoops. I was like a little bit mad at first, but like the video was funny. So yeah. like I was mad like when, when like the first like minute when you showed like game or whatever. And I was like, oh, what the hell did he do? <laughs> but then as I watch it, I'm like, whatever, this is fine. And it's funny. I kept and it. I like, I, like I did. quickly got over it. Yeah. I, and what, what I did there too was I, I took like what you did and I'm like, can we do this better? And you know, this is just the way I always think. Right. Yeah, yeah. And Sam kind of got mad at me. <laughs> Because she's like, you should have told them you're going to refilm everything. I'm like, well, I didn't know I was going to refilm everything. I just started doing, and that's, that's how I work. I just start doing. <laughs> I shut everyone's feelings out, and I don't care about them. I do actually care about them, but I just shut everyone's feelings out, and I just start doing. 
Yeah. Right. And I'm like, hopefully John won't kill me at the end of the day. <laughs> hopefully John will show back up, show up on a Friday again. Yeah, I almost didn't. <laughs> not not for that reason. But no, I'm just kidding. But yeah. I mean, it it was just a learning curve that I maybe wasn't expecting. Yeah. But right. And and those things are stressful and that yeah. caused stress for me. It caused stress for you. We learned a lot. I learned, learned that I don't want to do it. <laughs> oh, I don't think anyone does. <laughs> so when I edited the video, like obviously you're like you're, I knew you were gonna be pissed. I wasn't like, pissed. I was upset at there, first. What's the difference? <laughs> well, pissed means like I'm. Oh, you're angry. I'm like angry, okay. and you know, I was just upset. Like maybe like I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> no, no. But, like, honestly, like, as soon as, like, I watched the rest of the video and, like, you did, like, the, like, you know, games we play wrong all the time or whatever. And, like, I was laughing yeah. more so than I was, like, upset. And I was like, yeah, okay, the, whatever. That's it, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand. It was, like, six minutes. It was, like, on out of the six minutes of the video, I was angry for, like, the first minute and a half. Right. Because that's just the most boring part of that video. Right. And then it just gets, <laughs> spoiler alert, you should watch it because it gets better and better and better. It's very cheesy. And then, I just, like, to think my creative genius is just out of the park some days <laughs> easy simmer down now job i'm just kidding yeah, i have a big ego obviously <laughs> anyways yeah there's there's different ways to handle it and you know it's interesting because stress and conflict go hand in hand right right how do you handle conflict at work right do you ignore it or do you confront it and it's funny because i'm actually someone who, when it comes to work and adamant things i don't have to deal with personalities i confront it when it has to deal with when it has to deal with personalities i like you know avoid it or try to figure out a better way to handle it yeah than fighting through it right yeah and that's the hard part right because when you're dealing with another person you got to take in their feelings into consideration and you know, sometimes it's just better to, you know, let, let one thing slide. Maybe, maybe that's not the right way. It's probably not better. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I mean, like, you know, I try when I, when I'm dealing with stuff, especially at work, I was like, okay, what can I let slide or not let it dictate my day? And that's my big mantra at work is like, don't let that dictate your day. Right. And and a lot of my employees would be like, John, don't let that dictate your day. Like they'll just throw they'll it right back it. at you're me, like, which oh. is which is awesome. Yeah, right? You're like, oh, thank you, I need that reminder. You know, and and like I remember one time, like someone called me on my day off. They're like, this person, we have a uniform at my my work, and they're like this person's wearing the wrong shade of blue jeans. And I was like, does it? And then my response is like, is it affecting their performance? They're like, no, but it's not uniform. I'm like, I'm like there's bigger problems than like the color. So you're going to send someone home, be down a person to put a different pair of jeans I, on. I guess what like, you're not saying is there's this huge busy day at work probably. And, yeah, and like, it's like, that's, that's a small issue that doesn't need, need to be an issue. Right. Right. So like stuff like that can slide. Like, I yes, guess. you'll address it later. Yeah. I'll talk to the next <laughs> time I see it, but like, don't let it, then I don't let it dictate your day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway. But you know, like I said before, like I was living in that flight or flight or flight state, constantly and it was hard for me to to navigate it was actually like just tiring it's exhausting to like just try to get through the day constantly feeling like the worst is gonna happen and that was a big part of why I moved home like I remember it was my (laughs) I remember the day I came home and I told Brittner my wife that we were we were moving it was my birthday (laughs) ironically enough but my birthday had fallen on Thanksgiving that year I was getting slammed at work. We ran out of a product that we need. And I went to a store to purchase some. And they're like, and in Toronto on holidays, nothing's open. 
like everything is closed they normally would be open here in windsor and I, I i drove for like an hour trying to find like a grocery store that was open so i can find the thing we were out of and then i get to a store and they're like oh you can't buy that much there's a limit and i was like there's nowhere in this goddamn store that says there's a limit <laughs> and like i was like i was losing it i was like there's nowhere in this store that tells me there's a limit i like i like left the cart full of the product like at the Wait, cashier you, like, you get to the cashier like hi Dude. sir <laughs> You can't have that many napkins in your. That's exactly your what cart. they said. To You're me. like, I have two napkins, <laughs> two napkins. And then I was like, fine, you put it away. I'm not touching it. And I stormed out and I went. To, I found another store that they they allowed me. Anyway, I was able to buy some stuff. <laughs> and uh, stuff, eh? Yeah. With <laughs> drugs on Christmas, John. What are you? What are you doing here? <laughs> and then you know, and I worked like. 17 hours that day and it was my birthday i just wanted to go home and just be with my family and then my 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 manager was like harping on me about something and i'm just like i don't want to deal with this and i just got home like we're moving back home and my (laughs) wife's like what i was like quit your job we're moving back up i don't care we'll figure it out (laughs) and then she's like you sound angry like we need to talk about this and i was like no it's happening. Call your parents right now. Call my parents. We're moving home. And like the next day, like we, you know, she called me down yeah. and whatever. And so, but I'm like, I want to move home. Like that's, that's what's going to help me here. Right. And then, so we did. I, I called my, my old boss from down here in Windsor and I was like, can I move back? They're like, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and then uh, they literally said what you told Brittany. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and so it's worked out so far. But you know, I just decided to do something about it one day. Yeah. And you know, like I said before, like I'm a creative person, and being part of the Friday Night Games has really helped me like hone in on that energy. And I remember like last New Year's was my my goal was to just focus. And this is some this is an outlet that I've had that that's been consistent and has allowed me to be creative. Maybe not necessarily in what I'm used to, like music or drawing, but, you know, it's allowed me to be creative. You have a beautiful radio voice. Thank you. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) so anyway, so this is where I guess how board games have helped me with my mental health, you know, how we get into that topic. Do you think it's like the social interaction that really helps you? Yeah. So, you know, as we're a group of friends, you know, you and I have known each other since grade school. And then I met, well, Mike as well. And then I met Bill, uh, Matt, Michaela, and Dan through you, like coming, coming here. And, you know, we get together like once a week to play board games. It gets me out of the house. It changes the scenery. And it just it gives me something to look forward to at the end of the day. And, you know, I'm not saying that, I, you know, I don't like going home and seeing my like wife and kids. But, like, it's not, this, it's not just the same routine every day. It's like, okay, Friday, I get to go out and, you know, do something for, for me. And then that's just what it is. That's what... I like about it, you know, and and I get to I get to talk to to other people like you know my age, not strangers. I, I'm in retail, so I see different people every day. You know, the people that work for me are mostly younger than I am, so I don't I'm not on the same wavelength as a lot of a lot of people, I guess. So it's nice to just communicate and discuss things with people my age and same, you know, I don't want to say like same views on stuff, but like just chat and talk about other things than other than like kids and all that stuff. Even though we still talk about my kids. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, I think that's the whole, it's whole aspect of being a part of something, you know, Friday night, Friday night games 
didn't start off as Friday night games. Friday night games start off as a group of people who used to get together on Friday night, right. doing all sorts of things. I'm sure if you listen to any of our crossover podcasts, we always talk about it, even on this one. Yeah. But really, like you know, the same experience that you had with it is the same experience that I had with it. You know, going to a different high school, not with you or Kevin or Kevin or editor who's actually on the line. You know, really affected me. You know, you. I think I think one of the crazy things that you know you're talking about anxiety, you're talking about these things. I experienced that at a very young age which in high school makes a huge impression on you because that's when your brain is growing. Right. You know, the one thing that really got me through kind of what I look forward to every week was going and hanging out with Kevin, you know, going to Kevin's house, playing a video game with my friends. I grew up in grade school because I didn't have any friends in high school. Right. I mean, that's not completely true. Like, you know, as, as I went through high school, I gained more friends, but it was very hard my first years Yeah. because in high school, if you go to a school, you, you don't know anyone and you're not exactly the cool kid, you're not really going to fit in. And I didn't. Right. And so to get through it, to get through all like my depression, like thoughts of suicide and stuff, I, you know, had something that I had an outlet. I had people to talk to, not necessarily about that. They probably didn't even know that, but I had people to talk to to get me through, you know, something to get me through the school day. Yeah. No one talking to me. And it's weird because, you know, I don't, you would, I think everyone in the group would say I'm one of the most social people, but I'm actually not. Yeah. I'm actually not a social person at all. I, I just know that social, being social is important to my own mental health and to all of your mental health. And, you know, having people who think like you be there or even just educating people on your thoughts, you know, like, Everyone, like for instance, everyone in our group knows about the issues that lots of people in my family have, right? And it's important to like share that with people so people understand, like, oh, holy smokes, this is a real thing. You know, we could all have problems together, and we should all be there for each other, right? And that's kind of what it is. That's what kind of what Friday night is. Yeah, I mean, and I'm there for our listeners too. If you want to talk to us, about <laughs> it, I'll gladly, you know, share with you and help you out. Yeah, and that was the whole point, right? Bring everybody together because, like, hey, Matt splintered off at a different high school, and it's like, oh, and like I noticed all the other, all the other guys were just like all off doing their own thing, and like, hey, like you know, we should stick together because growing up, it's like you know, my parents weren't around a whole lot, so then you know, I clung to my friends a whole lot. But then you know, high school happened, and then we were just all kind of doing our own things, and like, okay, we should keep together, you know, all of us, and it's about the community and all of us supporting each other and hanging out, and you know, when you're when when you go through hard stressful times you kind of i found for me anyway i cling on to to the thing that like makes me most comfortable right so like playing a video game or you know board games or you know just hanging with friends like during like high school like me and matt talked to like almost every day right so you know it's kind of like those things that you cling on to when you're going through hard times when you are going through stressful times and you cling on to them that's kind of like your anchor you know and that's kind of the thing that brings you comfort and keeps you grounded and then that was the whole point of Friday night in general, right? Just keeping all the guys together because that was. Thanks for inviting you know, me, Kevin. For me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So thanks for inviting yeah. me, Kevin. But you kind of you kind of broke off in your own your own group, right? Yes, 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 yes. I, I... Yeah, Jen. Yeah, John was like dating and having girlfriends. Yeah, the rest stuff, of like... us were like too ugly. <laughs> well, not I would just say too ugly. Just we're just too non. We I don't know. We're too shy. We were hanging up in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John could have been a rocket scientist with us, but instead he he became a musician. Hey, I mean that's way cooler. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, Kevin, that's very important because you actually got me through, you know, my hard times, man. And I do appreciate that. Believe me. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you're really important to me and whole group and all of us too, right? I love so you guys. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we got our lost sheep back, John. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, you know, playing board games for me, it really helps my cognition. So when I'm in a panic state or an anxious state, or even when I'm feeling depressed, learning a new board game like triggers that focus somewhere else. Coming here, sometimes it's hard to focus. You know, like when when you often te- Matt often teaches us new games every well not every Friday, but often teaches us new games. Sometimes it's hard to focus on the the rules and stuff like that. But once you're playing, maybe that's why like I I enjoy the games that the others don't so much because like it's it's giving me that opportunity to like just really focus on what's in front of me and not have to worry about those outside stressors in that moment so like when we played we played what tapestry on friday on friday and i was really able to like i understood everything fairly quickly Mm -hmm. and like it's not an easy game and there's a lot of stuff going on but it's like you're like oh focus on like doing this and this or whatever and i was like that's just what i'm gonna do and that's you know, and I focus on the one track and then I focus on another track to help the other track out. I mean, we'll get into it later, but (laughs) next, well, this is kind of weird because that's like, uh, that's like a psychology. (laughs) Don't focus on too many things. I won't focus on the single track. Right. (laughs) And, and that's what got me to like, you know, win the game, right? Like I ended up getting the most points, whatever, not that's super important, but just, just coming to these nights and learning all these new games, especially now, because we're getting, you know, we're playing different games every week. It really helps. And it's, it's actually made me like more, it actually made me more creative, I think, right? Like, so now I'm like, okay, I want to draw again, play music again, because like my my brain has worked, those creative juices are flowing in my brain just because I'm learning all these new different mechanics and strategies for You're games. getting inspired, really, is what it is, right? Like, yeah, but I, th- I, I think it's more than inspiration. It's more like my brain's just doing something it seemed like it wasn't capable of doing anymore. Like, it sparked those those things in my my creative side of my brain that's like making me want to do it so it's inspiring me there but i think it's just like my brain's actually allowing itself to be creative if that makes sense yeah it does it, i i do bring a lot of stress to everyone i make everyone do mental push-ups <laughs> every time i lay a new board game down <laughs> you're all welcome yes, yes, yes. So now we're gonna play gloomhaven next week <laughs> well it can't we can. be worse than dnd i mean let's just be serious we all played our whole group has played dnd yeah. And that's the that's the most rule intensive game you'll ever play. So awesome! So Gloomhaven <laughs> <laughs> just it just unplugs me, right? Like I know you know we're all not so much Matt, but you know everyone's connected to their cell phone more than they are with actual reality. And like just social media and can I press pause there for a second? Yeah, I hate social media. I actually, <laughs> it's funny I'm saying this. I run the Twitter. Yeah, I hate social media. I honestly do. I at work, they call me the old man. I don't have data on my phone. I don't have like internet connection. I have nothing. So we go to lunch. We go for lunch, and everyone's just on their phone. And I'm just like, I'm just like staring at everyone. <laughs> hey. They're all just like, they all just like hey, look God. up, and then they're all just like, they like see me like looking at them, and then they're just like, I don't know. It's like there's like that judgment that comes cuts through their mind, and they're like, yeah. oh, Matt's judging me again. <laughs> <laughs> So when I'm on my cell phone for like arguments, I'm trying to take pictures or whatever for like content, but I try not to be like on Facebook or on Instagram it's hard or, though. or anything. It's hard. It's, hard. it's, it's, it's like a drug, right? It's like, it's addicting and, and it's a lot of it's like instant gratification, right? So like, you know, we post something, how many people like it? I, I was focusing that with our, with our Instagram, Friday games, Instagram. Now I'm just like, yeah, I don't like, I don't want to let it dictate my day. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's good. That's good. But these nights allow me to to unplug and just you know let me let me hold something tactile in my hand that's not digital, right? And it's it's an analog experience for me where I'm getting all the social interactions that, you know, social media quote unquote provides, but, you know, actually getting it because, you know, I'm in the same room as other people and we're talking, we're having a good time. You know, usually pizza is involved. Pizza just makes us all happy. Yeah. Windsor pizza is the best. So I think, I think like the, you know, being in the same room with someone, there's a lot of things you don't really realize, like facial expressions and like, you know, friends, we're talking about how when we're editing that video, my messages to you could be seen as like savage, like John, get video done. But meanwhile, I'm typing it up like, hey, John, I'm just checking in with you. I <laughs> uh, just want to make sure everything's okay. Uh, do you need my help? I'll shoot 13 hours of footage if you need me to do that. But it comes out as, is the video done? And I'm like, off oh, this video. <laughs> never doing it again and then a new video comes out with new footage you're like i hate you and my message to john is you like the video now <laughs> but really i typed it as like hey john i'm stepping on these seashells right now i feel really bad but i took out a lot of the video footage That's you okay. like <laughs> no I know you're you're always unplugged at yeah, board game night. You're you don't even have a cell phone really, dude. I'm unplugged all the time. Yeah, because uh, well, you're plugged in at work. Yeah, like and that's, at work, right? and, that's so. and that's the thing you have. You know, because I'm plugged in at work, I hate being plugged in. You yeah. know, and and I hate social media. I hate it because it's just like it's a lot of like you know, I don't know. I mean. I, Maybe this comes off as bad because we do it in our social media, but <laughs> it's like, look what we're playing. Look what we're doing. And it's like, I don't know. Just yeah. one, look at my pictures and hit like, okay? <laughs> like, go to the next one. Yeah. I, I think like this kind of social media is a little bit different than like my personal social media like i've been a lot better at it like not you know i'm trying not to post like pictures of my kids anymore yeah as often i guess but my my saw my personal social media is like entirely private like you need to know me personally to even like look at yeah john won't even let me look at it yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've been trying to look at his music for ages yeah no so unplugged i know i you know honestly i'm i do that on purpose but and you, you talked about creativity you know you talked about it helps with your cognition is there anything else it does that you feel honestly like since we've been doing this it's actually brought my family a little bit closer together really yeah so like you to your wife or you to your kids not my youngest kid because they're not old enough really but my my wife especially so we made a plan you know after we had kids you know it's hard to make time for yourself kids take up a lot of your free time obviously cuz you know they're they're the most important people in our household to me and to your wife too yeah obviously but it's hard to make time for yourself and your wife to connect or your partner to connect on on a level when like you're you've got kids to worry about and by the time they go to bed like you're just too tired right like oh it's six o'clock and i just struggle to put these kids or seven o'clock and just struggle to put these kids to bed i'm gonna go to bed right that that was often our nights so one day we're like you know what let's make a dedicated day where you know after the kids go to bed that's our night with each other whatever we do and we ended up resorting to playing board games i bought everdell for my birthday one for some some birthday money i had excellent choice uh was it last year it was like last year we'd made the choice 
And that was like one of the first games we played. And we love that game. I don't know, maybe it's because that emotional attachments to it. I mean, it's a great game, but we play it more times on our date nights than not. And, you know, we bought all the expansions for it and all that stuff. And we've really grown to just like, that's how we, t- you know, we talk to each other. Our phones are put away and we play that game or we play other games too, but we play the games together. And it's just been so great just to be like, hey, how's your day? how are you and really check in with each other there i think it's just it's made made me happier you know not not saying that my marriage is terrible or anything like that but like like i said like friday nights is something to look forward to and it's just it's just nice to connect that way and then as far as with my kids you know as my oldest gets older like you know they know that I do this Friday night games as a hobby or, you know, as a side gig or whatever. And so they're super interested. So like, <laughs> like it's pretty funny. Cause like they'll explaining too. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll pretend that they're recording a podcast cause they know that's Aww. what I do. Right. So they'll stand in front of the mirror and be like, I'm so-and-so from Friday night games podcast night. <laughs> and like they, then it's hilarious. Oh, um, cute. you know, so we, so everything for like, you know, birthday or Christmas, like I'll make sure that I get them some sort of board game to play and we play it and you know she got or sorry they got money for their birthday from like grandparents or whatever i was like you can use the money to buy you know whatever you want and they're like, like I, want, I want to buy a board game Aww. so like i ordered a board game for it, like they paid for it and everything and like it was awesome and then i was playing i brought something up like oh i really want to play like i saw someone playing D with their kid on something i forget what it was i was like that'd be like really awesome because you know my kid is very very creative and they have an awesome brain when it comes to just like free play and the things that they come up with i'm just like this would be perfect like they would be awesome at it and so i found like a kid's dungeon and dragons campaign online and so i printed that off and i was like hey this is what i want to do are you interested in the first place and then they're like yeah that's all that sounds that sounds good and i'm talking more than they do but but what we did was they have these magnet tiles so so i made a D board out of magnet tiles and i used like their toys as like the monsters and i like created the cages and stuff that these monsters were in and i was like but the coolest part is you get you get dice you have to roll dice and i was like i'm gonna buy you your own set of dice so i like we went on the our board game store's website and i was like you pick whatever dice you want and luckily she picked like a six dollar set of dice because <laughs> dice can get expensive but i was like i don't care like Dad, I'll, I'll pay I whatever the, the 200 gold <laughs> dice yeah and I, but i was just like that was something i wanted to do for for them and for us and we don't play it all the time but every now and then we'll we'll play a little campaign or we'll make something up together and, and do it so it's really brought us closer together and then when i left even today i put my youngest to bed and i walked downstairs and my wife and my oldest were playing a board game together oh you know when i when i left to come here tonight it, it's just really it's 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 funny because even before like this i never really thought of a board like board games to do that i was like yeah whatever like you get your you have your classics on your shelf and you play them every once in a while but since coming here on friday nights and starting friday night games and playing actually playing like really really great board games bringing that home and you know teaching my wife how to play has just been awesome it's and been teaching, like a good experience kind of lets you connect 
together. Yeah. Right? You're connecting with your wife, connecting with your kids through through teaching and learning and playing. That's awesome. Yeah. So those are my five reasons why board games have really helped with my mental health. I mean, it's not perfect. I mean, there's still stressors in my life that, that cause me to, to feel anxious or, you know, I, I go through stages of depression, you know, and it's 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 not perfect, but... Like I said, it's something to look forward to at the end of the week. So, you know, the five reasons why board games help me, positive social interactions, they help with my cognition, keep me unplugged, they help me be creative, and they brought my family closer together. It's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for letting me talk about this, Matt. I know uh, I didn't make you super prepared for this podcast, but I, yes. I figured it'd be better to have, an or- like I said, an organic conversation rather than like, what points do I want to make? Oh, uh, I have a list of points <laughs> that we're going to talk about right after this. Nice. Uh, one of them says, what game are we supposed to talk? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add, Matt? I love you guys. I love you guys. <laughs> so thanks thanks again, Matt, for letting me talk to you about my mental health. So thank you all for listening. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or hit that follow button on your favorite streaming platform. Is there a game you'd like for us to check out or talk about? Or have you created one that you want us to preview? Uh, let us know by emailing us at info at fridaynight.games. Don't forget to check back every Friday for our new episode. Follow us on Instagram at fridaynight underscore official. Twitter at Friday Night GMS and check us out on our new Twitch live stream, uh, twitch.tv slash Friday Night GMS, where we, Matt and I, stream our playthrough of games every Monday from 8.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Don't forget that it is Friday night, so let's have some fun.